You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Bengals fans. That was an interesting night. So, obviously, you know, the the wait is over. We got Burrow, uh, you know, exactly where we wanted to be with that. And, you know, all the uh, all the naysayers were wrong. But uh, but here we are, man, in a, in a, in a great spot. So, uh, some some surprises, a little bit of drama tonight. Some, some people coming off the board that we weren't expecting. And, you know, definitely a lot of talent left on the board. A lot of people that we weren't expecting to see at this point. Uh, so overall, an exciting night. Looking forward to another exciting night tomorrow uh, as we as we uh, you know get back into it. So um, awesome, uh, awesome night though. You know, very exciting, and you know, it sounds like everything's great with uh, you know so far with, with Burroughs interviews. Everything looks like it's uh, you know looks like it's a go. Looks like it's a great situation. So uh, excited to. to Going to tomorrow night, see who else we can get. Offensive coordinator Brian Callahan says whoever they get in the second round, they're expecting a starter, whether it's offense or defense. Uh, so we'll talk about a little bit of that, who they can go after, but there's definitely some talent left on the board. I was pretty disappointed when uh, when Gladney just went uh, two picks ago because uh, I'm a big fan of, of Gladney. Uh, you know, they uh, – uh, you know, they were really a little bit late on him, but uh, but got him in there, though. So, all right, let me see. Oh, all right, let me see if I can have my co-host here. Hey, I got you now. Can you hear me now? All right, Zim is with us. So, we are going to talk about this night, an exciting night. Will Burrow uh, joining the Bengals. It is official. Uh, you know, Mike Florio is going to have to find something else to fill his website with. So, uh, Zim, what was the biggest surprise to you uh, so far uh, in round one? What was the biggest surprise to you? The run on corners. I mean, I knew it had to happen at some point, but the run on corners, uh, there's so many guys, like when we get around where the Raiders pick, when we got, what is that, 17, 18, and then like uh, whether you had a high grade on Austin Jackson, how did you feel about Austin Jackson coming off the board? Right there? I didn't have him in my top five tackles. No, I mean, he's he's one of those guys. Look, outside of the top four guys, I think there's a bunch of guys that are just like potential. And I, I put Josh Jones above some of the guys that went this round, but I think guys like Wilson and Jackson and, and uh, Ezra Cleveland too, like these are guys that like the film isn't great. You know, but you're you're relying on some of the traits you see and the size and the athletic ability. Uh, but but the film wasn't great. And uh, you know, Jared Campbell here, Jordan Brooks blew my mind. You know, I I, I thought I was higher than I'm see, on the most, but not not well, everybody apparently. <laughs> no, no, but but in, in, instinct was in, in in if you guys have never seen me before, or whatever my claim to fame or my Bengals fandom has nothing to do with deep diving on tape like my guy Matt right here. 
But from the little bit that I do know and what I have seen or whatever, Jordan Brooks has the instincts that you're looking from from a linebacker like day one out the gate. So some of the intangibles, some of the speed that you're getting from a Patrick Queen and the things that NFL teams get a little scared of that may not translate when you're looking at like, what's the kid we drafted, Jefferson, um, that went in the yeah, rounds yeah, or whatever. Texas, yep. so, so you can ask these guys to do a little bit, go shadow quarterbacks and go just go get the ball, like simple, simple things and one trick pony type guys that just do that. And and you're talking about a guy like a Patrick Queen that most Bengals fans have highly rated in their top ten, right? But that's a guy that didn't start his 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 last year there. And one from what I've seen, doesn't have the instincts and doesn't feel holes like a George Brooks. Mm-hmm. And so when you're looking at it from in a vacuum and you're taking risk versus reward, you're praying on the upside and you're hoping that you could coach up Patrick Queen to be what Jordan Brooks instinctively already is. And I could see that pick, but it helps us. But what hurt us, I guess, the Patrick Queen pick itself. But some it's funny somebody brought up Jordan Brooks, but some of these guys like Austin Jackson, uh, uh, Gladney, who did terrible at the Combine, I'm not going to say that. Oh, I love did. Gladney on film, though. He's, he's a tough dude. He's going to be a good player. <laughs> what about Arnett, though? I like I like Garnett too. Now he did bad. He did really bad at the combine, but I I, I liked him quite a bit. And honestly, I, I had like a cluster of like seven corners who I thought were like really good. And, and I think you know Gladney. I put Gladney up there with the, with the top guys. Like he was in my top three along with uh, you know with Akuda and those guys. So, uh, but Arnett was in that next cluster, and, and most of those guys from my next cluster are gone. Uh, it digs. Well, I guess I guess there are a few. Diggs, Fulton, and uh, Bryce Hall will be the ones that are that are still around uh, that I that I put into that group. Um, but before is a weird position. Like I, mean, I feel like this happens though. every year. We don't know. We can't predict it because people look for different things in corners, even though everybody's playing man half the time anyway. Like people are just looking for different traits. Yeah, I mean the run on that just. I mean, I mean, it helped me. I'm doing a live. I don't, I don't know if you guys. I, I'm like heavy head on Instagram, so I'm doing a live. And as we're watching it, we're just screaming, running back, running back, running back. <laughs> I mean, and, and so when you just saw me just now, we were all just celebrating because not that I don't believe in Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but the fact that Clyde Edwards-Alaire, like we're we're rooting for corners and running back. So it's like we're cheering, we're taking shots every time a running back or a cornerback comes <laughs> off the board because that that literally pushes one more guy down that we need. So. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, now, you know, like I talked to you the other day about this and I said, I said, Matt, you know, like coming into this, I always thought that the 33rd pick, the phone's going to be ringing off the hook. Now, Jordan Love comes off the board, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. He comes off the board. Um, what that does, maybe, maybe if the Patriots were thinking anything with Dalton, now we have ammunition. But more than anything, it pushes more guys down the board that we need, right? I just can't, you know, like, I can't I can't fathom staying at 33 in the in, in, in this elite player that you're saying that the, maybe the Bengals have a first round grade on. Mm-hmm. The only person I could say staying put for is like Zach Bond or somebody like that because he just does so much well. Yeah. I mean, I, I get, you know, you well, asked me the questions. I, well, I'm just yeah, so excited well, to come. Well, let's talk about that. So I asked uh, I asked as soon as I came in here and I asked over on Twitter as well who people want at 33. So guys that, so here are, here are the top guys, guys, names I'm seeing some of the, you know, some of the top guys that are left. Uh, like I mentioned, Diggs, Fulton, uh, 
you know, Bryce Hall, those would be the corners. I don't know if any of those guys is really pushing me. Um, Zach but, Bond. So, but, but that's so far, that's three guys that collectively who they wouldn't be mad at. Keep on going. Zach Bond. Uh, Four. You got Epinesa. Gross Matos. Not, every, not everybody's cup of tea, but, but you know, a guy that's in the first round. I just said that. So Bond's a true – you know, edge. He's gonna be. A, he could be a stand-up guy. Maybe he can play some linebacker too. But we haven't seen a ton of it. He did this during Senior Bowl week. But Napanessa and Gross Matos are kind of an inside-outside defensive lineman. Um, so they're they're a little bit different. Um, and then one of the more popular ones, and you know, somebody Bengals fans have wanted for a long time, and nobody nobody believed me when I said he wasn't going around one. Denzel Mims. So maybe. Maybe that's, mean, the boy, I, I, you're, yeah, I, maybe that's the guy you're pairing with, with Burrow for a long time. <laughs> I mean, bro, I mean, like, you didn't, you didn't even say uh, Chin, uh, McKinney. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, oh no. I, I mean, no, absolutely. But, so, yeah, I mean, so, that, yeah, so, they, so, they, with that, so with that they, many guys on the board, how do you not do a two for one right now? Yeah. Oh, I, well, no, no, I'm with you. I mean, yeah. So, so, so you have all the safeties. You got you got Chin, you got McKinney, you got Winfield, you got Delpit. Whoever you want at that spot, you still have Josh Jones. Other than Mims, yeah, Josh Jones, all caps. I see you. Uh, <laughs> so other than other than Mims, Josh Jones is the other really popular with Bengals fans. Michael Pittman, I think he's going to go a lot higher than people think. Michael Pittman could be a guy and play at receiver. Ezra Cleveland, I'm not a huge fan of his film, but he's got the measurables, he's got the testing, and we've seen that work out for guys in the past. Um, if you want to go interior lineman and you want to go back to LSU again, you got you got Cushenberry there. Um, so I mean, I, I think those are you know, and, and feel free to uh, you know type it in there and read along here. Uh, you know, yeah, anybody I want, else? I want to hear from the people. I want the people. I want your I want your people to tell us right now what the hell should we do at thirty three <laughs> as we're talking as you're regulating this party right now because we're still keeping this thing going. I don't even oh, know yeah. if I can sleep. You know, I want to hear. I want to know. I, if, I like Marlon Davidson, by I, the way. I, I got one from Marlon Davidson. I, I, I like, I like the D, what's the D tackle from TCU? Blacklock. But I mean, the DJ yeah. reading thing kind of. But, but this is this this is my theory though. If I got fifteen guys, I got I got eight guys that are still on the board currently right now that I have a first round grade on. Right, yeah. me personally. If I got fifteen guys that I know that who isn't gonna be mad at and they fit in with our scheme. Why am I not trading out of that pick right now to go get two of those guys right now? I can get to the middle. I've looked at four teams that have two second-round picks. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Titans, the Eagles. Somebody's got to correct me if I'm wrong. The Bears, the Bears have two. Bears got two. Now, I think now uh, the, now the, now the, the Seahawks have two. Three. Or, or they did come in into it. Have- and I know they – no, actually, they didn't oh, move in this draft. The, the Seahawks had two, have two. They're probably not going to come all the way up here because they just took a pick. They're the only ones that are really like in range because to get two two second round picks, somebody's got to be pretty desperate to be to be giving up that. And unless it's for unless somebody's in love with Jalen Hurts, I don't know if anybody's gonna be. That <laughs> yeah, desperate, right. You know what I mean? Because why do you do it other than for a quarterback? I I don't know if Josh Jones motivates anybody that much. I see Cole Komet on here. I mean, we just took a second last year, and Cole Komet, he's. I don't think he's any better than Drew Sample. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and I, I wouldn't go tight end anyway, but um, I don't think he's – I don't think he's very dynamic. I think he's just kind of ham and egger. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the Patriots just pick up another second? 
so this is they didn't have a second so they traded back okay. into the okay. second okay. so they have a second they have three three thirds with their uh, compensatory picks uh and they I don't know how many fourths they have now, but they picked up a fourth the other day in the Gronk trade. So they've got a couple of fourth-round picks. I mean, so they, there's an opportunity for something like that. I, I, I don't know. The way I'm looking at this, like, Bond's a little light, so I could see why you wouldn't be excited about him. I think you're pretty excited about I think fan base would. I think the fan Jones. base would embrace him. What's that? I think the fan base would embrace Bond, like, really easy because I mean, of his motor. I, I like him. I'm just saying, like, if they're saying he's a little light, and they don't know about projecting the linebacker. Like I, I guess I get that. But but yeah, I'm with you. So I mean, I don't know. Bond. I, I'm a big fan of Epinesa too. Bond, Epinesa, Mims, Josh Jones. I mean, if we could trade back a couple, but still be in range for one of those guys, I'm 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 all about it. But um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are were in this fan base were very excited about the idea of Denzel Mims, and a lot of people were very excited about the idea of Josh Josh Jones. So. Um, and there's definitely potential, you know, if you trade down even a couple picks for one or both of them to go. And we saw that last year. We we, we traded down because they were and and uh, you know Dalton Reisner went right in front, and, and then we ended up taking a tight end. So I mean, Dalton Reisner was a good starting tackle this year as a second round pick, uh, and could have had him. You know what I mean? So I, I I don't know. I'm a little wary. I'm a little scared of of moving too far back. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that that's what I'm saying. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just. My mind's racing. You know, I I, I need to reset. Like what I had, I had like this little whiteboard, and I was like racing it off as I went along. But I need to kind of reset and kind of look at this up because you do make a really really good point. That that's the point that I was making to these guys that I I was on my live with is that there's nobody that I absolutely have to have right now. Like, oh yeah. my, I, I have to have guys went off the board when Patrick Queen went off the board. So, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, to me, like I said, I get it if, if people aren't into Bond, but I think Bond's a pretty awesome prospect right there. And then maybe he can play some inside linebacker too, but you, you know you're going to get something out of him as pass rusher. His size might like, be an like, issue. I feel like, with Lou, I feel like Lou Anaruma is going to make a way for it. When you watch Hubbard throughout the year, watch how they just use them in those those multiple different yeah. functions of their defense or whatever. Yeah. Zach Bond absolutely translates to this defense. And when I'm talking about fit, I just think like instantaneously. I think day one, he gets snaps, and then fans start to like start to you know you know how fans start to get together and start cheering for a certain player or something like that because yeah. of the motor or something. And then when we're in there and we're, and he gets his first sack and everybody's like Bond or something like that. Like, I yeah. just think he's one of those type of guys that I don't think the fans will ever second guess that pick because yeah. they'll never be elite, elite in the NFL. I don't, my belief, I guess. But if, if you are a fan of like a Justin Smith, like talent, like someone that's not going to give you big, big numbers, but you're always going to be a fan favorite type of guy. I think he represents that, and I just think yeah. that. You, you know what? And, and Bond is supposed to have like a huge motor. Like they say, he's all over the place. I mean, and, and it, it sounds like he's the kind of guy that could make a make a switch and, and play a little bit of linebacker too. Like you said, in Lou Anarumo's defense, he could be the off the uh, the off the ball outside guy who's blitzing. And you know, uh, you, you got a guy like Hubbard. You got a guy like Dunlap. Those guys. If you're if you're concerned about him getting beat in the run game, those guys can play on early downs in those situations. I, somebody asking here, what's the difference between Bond and Hubbard? I think our, uh, I think Bond is a much more dynamic pass rusher. I think Hubbard has some really nice moves, but I think Bond I 
I consider Bond the number two pass rusher in this draft behind Chase Young. Um, wow. Not not necessarily wow. overall as an edge because you know Gay's a little smaller and I don't know what he does in the run game stuff. But like if you just want somebody to get after the quarterback, I mean he is smooth. He is quick off the ball. He can dip his hips. He's got some moves and you know he's getting strip sacks. He can you know and and, and then, yeah he's dropping off into coverage. He's doing some things. So I, yeah I, I think that's a pretty good situation. And we don't know about Dunlap long term. Uh, I think I think I think he's got. I think he's got two years in his contract. I'm not 100 sure on that, but look, he's getting a little older. And Carl Lawson only has is under contract for one more year. So, I mean, I think getting that guy in there, and you can never have too many pass rushers, right? Like maybe he's not every down, but he will play right away and he will get sacks. So I could get I could get behind that. I could get really excited about about Bond. I see, and, and I guess the thing about Hubbard too. I think. Uh... I talk about this a lot, like like throughout all of my social media stuff is like this. It's like there are some factors outside of football. I know like you're the football, football man, right? Like you're <laughs> like, like you know, like my go-to guy when I want to talk like just straight up X's and O's, right? But this is other factor that comes along with a Sam Hubbard. He's desirable to women. You can put him on a cover of a magazine. You can always catch him with a high motor. There's, there, he fits the, the bill on so many different things. Mm-hmm. The one thing that Sam doesn't do well is when you kick him inside. Mm-hmm. And um, Zach Bond, to me, the difference, I guess, between him is just, like, he represents this, like, hard-nosed, working Cincinnati kind of spirit Yeah, that's just always – and you're able to do multiple things, too. And I, I, I think, like, coming into today, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have never even spoke that, but just watching this board and watching the wide receiver that I think I can get – I. I mean, I could potentially get um, what's the kid um, from Colorado? I could get him like maybe going into the third. You know, like I don't know, like the way that these wide receivers got pushed down. Yeah, now we're true. looking at we're looking at Mims and Higgins. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure they're gonna go early tomorrow. Yeah, but it just it just pushed the board down so much that now, like that's what I kept on telling everybody. Everybody be like, "What do you want to drive?" And I'd be like. I gotta see the board. Now that I saw all of these, like like when Rager comes off the board and not saw and some of these guys that we wanted now fall down to us, it kind of takes away the value of them because now I'm like, well shit, if I don't get Mims, I could still get Higgins. Yeah. Like you maybe a couple picks down if I trade back. And, but I don't know how far down he'll slide. But that, d- d- there's some guys that are beating. I mean, we ain't even talked about uh with uh, uh Edwards from South Carolina. I mean that, that fits the Bengals build, the age. They like him young, 17, starting the SEC, came in there, big body. He's got the speed. He can go inside, outside. Mm-hmm. There's a there's some wide receivers that are that are going to be to be had. I mean, because coming into this, I was looking at Duvernay and stuff in the fourth and fifth. Who yeah. knows what he, you know, like who knows where he goes now? Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, well, now we're looking here, and, and, and again, if I think – Denzel Mims was the dude for a lot of people in the fan base. And, and if that's the way the Bengals feel about him, then maybe you got to take him. But if you're just saying, well, we, we should get a receiver high, but you're not, you know, you're not married to, to one guy. I mean, you make a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Edwards still there. T Higgins, LaVisca, uh, LaVisca, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, all these guys. The, the phone's ringing tonight. The phone is ringing. Tonight. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it might not be the greatest offer you ever heard. Yeah. Out of, we just named twenty something people just now. <laughs> like, do you realize that we just named yeah, twenty yeah. something prospects? 
that, that, yeah. then nobody would nobody would be pissed. You have a you have like five percent of the fan base like ah, I don't want that guy, but yeah, I mean, of course, like early on, like say we trade back and Higgins Mims come off the board, everybody's gonna be like, see, I told you so. But the guys that are out there, like Brian Edwards, and, and then you compare that up with like maybe a Matos or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I rather I rather take my chances with two prospects than take it with the one because I don't feel that strong about the guys that are sitting right there. Like if somebody fell like so drastically, like uh, uh, Kinlaw or somebody like that drops in the twenties, I'm like, yeah, trade up, go get them, go get them, like mm-hmm. somebody like that. But nobody's right there that's, that's making me scream. Like, but but your argument is very sound too because the other teams are feeling the same as that way too. Why am I trading up to get this guy? But you don't know what their board looks like. Yeah, well, and, and, and exactly. Like, what does our board look like? What does their board look like? I think I think Bond Mims. Josh Jones are potential guys like that. And I throw in Epinesa too, because I think Epinesa is different. You know, like you talked about, he's a guy that you can, you can kick inside. And I, you know, I was watching film the other day and I forgot about this early in the year, Andrew Brown was, was playing the stand up three, four outside linebacker at 290 pounds, you know, so they might like having a guy like Epinesa who can play on the outside there. He's, you know, a good pass rusher. And I think he can kick down and play the five technique as well. So I don't know. I think a guy like that brings in, uh, you know, brings in a, a lot of different things. Um, you know, with the receiver, because I just see somebody comment about the receivers we have. I mean, that's the, pro- the problem is that after this year, we just don't have a lot of guys under contract. You know, uh, who knows what's going to happen with A.J. Green long term and John Ross, um, you know, after. And both of those guys for John have had trouble staying in the field. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I, 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 I was just trying to interject really quick. You be you, everybody needs to be looking at John Ross like to me as a compensatory pick at this point because like trying to recoup that because at this point if he plays really really well this upcoming season they're not going to have enough money to sign him to mm. to a suitor out there that comes along or whatever if he plays really really bad you pick up his option so now he's going he's just going to go out there and go get a one year prove a year deal to somebody so John Ross is gone to me. Yeah, it's catch, it's whether, a catch twenty two, really, and and then you're hoping he does good. good and if AJ is good, that if AJ is good, they will sign him. If AJ is good and AJ is healthy, yeah, yeah. they'll sign him long term. But that's going to eat up a lot of money too. And then you can't you can't resign Ross. And there's, take there's no there's no scenario. I, in I like my mind that John Ross top guys. I, you know Boyd's Boyd's good, but Boyd's good at what Boyd does. Like you need another guy on the outside. And 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 let's say that happens if Ross goes. And then you got Boyd and you got Green. You need somebody with some some speed that can take some pressure off of off of AJ Green. And I mean, t- defenses play this team differently when when John Ross is on the field. Like you can say what you want about drops and his injuries, but when he's on the field, man, like they have to respect it because they know how fast he is. Listen. If I didn't have a Joe Burrow jersey right now, I would have a John Ross jersey. <laughs> You're talking to the wrong. I am the John Ross guy. This is this is my John Ross chain. All right. So if you're watching this live and you never seen me before, this is a John Ross chain. When John Ross was drafted, I got a John Ross chain. It says I move at 14 speed through life. Right. That's that's who I am. I'm just telling I'm just telling people the real. I, I don't give a, a damn about the drops. I'll take the risk. I mean, the boomer, I'll take the boom over, over the bus all day or what he does just to keep defenses honest. 
I remember I was at a, a I want to say it was like that one of those Monday Night Steelers games or something like that. The coverage on AJ Green was so disrespectful to like this is like Brandon LaFell days, right? <laughs> opposed opposed to the game when Marvin Lewis, uh, what was that, 2018? Marvin Lewis should have been giving up. Mixon goes off in the first half, and then they don't give it to him in the second half or something like that. Yeah. The way that the coverages are in those two different games, I mean, it's like, like if I could look at film with you, and I'm going to highlight these two. I'm going to give you the links to these two games. Yeah. If I could look at film with you on this game, this <laughs> my grandmother, my grandmother could be Matt Minish Jr. If, he, <laughs> if she sees the coverage in this game. Because the safeties are so dishonest when John Ross isn't on the field, and they never recoup from Marvin Jones. And I think if you're one of those guys that say, "Well, I need Marvin Jones back," then you'd be screaming for Denzel Mims tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And that's interesting too, because like Ross is Ross is the speed guy. Mims, like he ran well at the combine. He's not. He didn't play quite as fast as he ran in the track, but. That's kind of a good thing too, because it means he worked really hard to get to that level to be able to run that way in the track. Like so, that I mean that that's an effort thing, and, and that definitely counts for him. But he's a little bit more like a Marvin Jones, where yeah, he's fast, but he's got some size too. And I mean, yeah, he, he Mims gives you something really interesting on the other end there. And again, you get to account for. I mean, it could go either way. You know, if if AJ can't stay healthy and they're not going to bring him back, maybe they pay Ross whatever. But you still need that other guy. So I, I don't know. Like, you know, it depends on their evaluation. People have pointed out before, too, Mims, uh, Mims played at Baylor. Our receivers coach was his coach his breakout year as a sophomore, um, uh, Bob Bob Becknell. So there's a connection there. There's a tie there. Um, I mean, yeah. So at the end of the day, it, it becomes Mims. To me, it's Mims, Bond. Bond. Does one of those guys really excite you? If, if not, you can trade back. But – if, if they all excite you, then maybe you can trade back a little bit. But you know, like, you know how much. It's, how, it's, how much it's, hard, it's hard to go back. It's hard to go back just a little bit. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah, because yeah, how much is too much? And Callahan, you know, Cal, you know, Callahan came out and said, in round two, we're getting a starter, like offensive defense, but we're we're getting a starter. So, um, you know, what does that mean? I mean, it's I mean, I don't I don't know if Jones is starting in, over Bobby Hart in year one. To be honest with you. Um, I don't know if uh, if Mims is starting at year one, uh, and Bond is probably more of a rotational type of guy. So, uh, you know, did he mean but, year but one? Or did, did, you know, did he just mean long term? I don't know, but uh, just something to think about with that. It, it, but this is the argument for Mims. One of my biggest fears is that okay, so they come out with a statement earlier today. Said they're absolutely going BPA. If you remember the Tyler Boyd draft, we're sitting there watching Laquan, Laquan Treadwell. We're watching Will Fuller. We're watching mm-hmm. all the guys that we want to go off the board. We were forced to pick Tyler Boyd, right? <laughs> I never want to be in that position ever again. Because it worked out all right, though. <laughs> it, it, worked, it worked out, and, and that's the one thing. And All, I, the, and all I, these I, guys I, went like the top, you know, went in the first round to the, the top of the second, and, and Michael Thomas and, and Tyler Boyd were the dudes in that draft. <laughs> they killed it. So, so – but I'm working in that that's the hindsight, right? But prior yeah. to that, at the time of the pick, that that was not a that wasn't like there were like my partner Ace, he he loved him. I was not one of the guys that loved him because all the guys that I wanted, like even um what's the kid Dotson? I wanted Dotson. Yeah, so many guys that, was up there too. Yeah. 
Man, what it was so many dudes that was like loaded and they all went off the board. All- so Denzel Denzel Mims represents, and I think I heard Dave Laugh say this too. You get them in the system, you get them in there, and say what happens. One of the things that I I, I like from this free agency period or whatever, besides the fact them just spending money, is that they're not they're no longer saying that we're just rolling out there with our starting lineup. Mm-hmm. I believe that now we're getting into this position where now we're saying, okay, now we're we're getting close. We're getting close to a fringe depth type position where, yeah, if if Mims comes in and he, and he balls out and catches thirty something passes and gets six hundred something yards or something, that would be amazing. But if he doesn't and he gets in our system, and now we have an insurance policy for AJ Green or whatever, now we don't have to address. We don't have to go wide receiver next year. And that's yep. what he represents to me. So a lot yep. of people say, Zen, why do you want wide receiver? Right, right, we're loaded. We're loaded. We're not. If you're if you're thinking about like what's to come, because even in a perfect scenario, John Ross goes off. You can't, you're not going to have enough money to re-sign him inside AJ Green. So mm-hmm. to me, the play is lose him in free agency, get a third round compensatory because of his high uh, draft pedigree and the success that he's about to get. That's the play that I think the Bengals are going to get into. I think they're going to start getting into the compensatory stuff coming up this upcoming year since they didn't get any this past year. And some of these free agents that, like, you're talking about, like, uh, uh, Dunlap and stuff like that, when we get to the end of those times, like, I'm, I'm thinking way too ahead. But that, that, that's <laughs> well, the pivot. I mean, we're going to think about that because, you know, hopefully the free agent spending continues and you know, with a rookie quarterback contract, you know, we've we've got a veteran quarterback contract right now. But once that once that veteran, you know, is gone, either way, Andy Dalton's gone next year. All right, you know, it, like maybe he sticks around this year, but he's only under contract for one more year. So that opens up money. They should be spending money, which is going to result in them not getting as many compensatory picks necessarily. Um, but but no, I, I, I'm with, I mean, it'd be great to have some more picks. I'm with you on that for sure. Um, well, speaking of Dalton, let me ask you, what's your play on Dalton right now? I don't know. Something might happen tomorrow. I I, I don't know. Is it, I it, who's, throwing, who's, throwing it, who's throwing anything at you? Who's who's the suitor? The Jags? The Patriots? I, I can see either one. I mean, I, I honestly, I you, either one. Patriots are starting to pick up some more picks now. It's, it's interesting. They didn't take love, which means – they feel pretty good about Stidham. Um, you know, so probably means they're not looking quarterback in the draft. Are they going to go into it with, with Hoyer? Jeez, I, I, I don't know. I just I really have a tr- trouble thinking that, that Hoyer with the team that they have around them is, is and, and Stidham or what they're going to go into the season with. Even if Stidham's a long-term answer, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's different to me than, you know, Tom Brady taking over his second year. They, they, still, have, they still have blood so around, you know. I, I, I don't know. I think there's a good chance that, some, that something can happen with that. I have not given up on it. I do, however, think that if – I think that Cam Newton is the problem. I think, you know, and maybe not necessarily with the Patriots. I, 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 I was going to say, not the Patriots, though, the Jags, though. Yeah, if, yeah. Because, yeah, if – I think if if people could examine Cam Newton, like everybody always said, Tom Brady was going to be the first domino. Nobody ever said Andy Dalton was the second domino. All right, you know, like in what line is Andy Dalton getting ready? You know, <laughs> like like Tom saving him a spot right behind him. You know, like to me, it, it's Cam Newton. Everybody wants to know what's going on with Cam Newton. Now, 
with the, you know, the Chargers are Char- absolutely see, see, awesome. the Charger, see, the Chargers, to me, would have been the perfect spot for Cam. Just the way that they play, the way that their team is assembled. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, well, the Bears would have been first, but now getting into the draft. But then yeah. when they go Herbert, I mean, that's over. Yeah, yeah. Hammond, you still got Tyrod, too. So if you don't feel comfortable with with Herbert right away, but, I, but, but, but that's the per that's the perfect transition for Herbert. That's the only play for that's sure. the only play for Herbert because you know, like for me, Herbert was never starting day one for anybody. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Herbert starting for who? You think he could beat out Tyrod and Cam? I think he might. No, absolutely <laughs> not. You're getting Herbert just for pure upside. You're not getting him like he's ready for anything. When they see people throw the ball really far, especially especially when they're tall. Yeah. (laughs) They go nuts for it. I'm telling you, man. (laughs) Speaking speaking of Joe, speaking of Jake Dola Gala, she brought (laughs) Sagnala. Hey, look, look, your fan, like your fan base right here that I'm watching, this is a whole, we got to get your guys, guys and girls together with my, because these guys are trying. I just came off alive with 200 something people, and Mims was like, We were just everybody was like, Please don't take Mims, please don't. And I come in here, and they're like, Why are you guys talking about Mims at 33? Is it like, is this something that you deal with all the time? Like, they just hate Denzel Mims? I don't, I, I've heard a lot of positive about Mims, but yeah, I mean, this, you see these this, comments? This, they're trash. People seem like they're pretty, pretty happy with the receivers. But I don't know. You man. gotta be really, but think about it, Matt. You gotta <laughs> be, be, you gotta be really that. strong. You gotta be really strong on your thing to stay up to one a.m. Right? Because you guys listening to this, one a.m. Trash and memes at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking here I am watching them because it, it's a couple of like, um, uh, what do you call? Like, I call them gifts, but GIFs or whatever. There's yeah. like two of them. They're so goddamn fast. You can't even watch it. The cameraman can't keep up with the twitchiness of the double move from them. That's all I ever needed to see. You could go watch highlights for for all of these guys, you know. But like these, it, it, there's a the couple plays that stand out to me. I'm sorry, it, Mims. Like Mims, the the best thing he does is catch back shoulder fades, and the best thing Joe Burrow does is throw back shoulder fades. <laughs> so, <laughs> and if you don't somebody know your earlier, head, somebody somebody yeah. earlier compare him to Galladay. How do you feel about that? I think he's faster than Golladay, but I mean, I I, I like Kennedy Galladay quite a bit, but I I think Mims has more upside than than, than Galladay does personally. Woo! But, yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about a clear cut number one NFL wide receiver right now. You know when you, but I, I mean I mean we're, we're and, just saying upside. It is what it is, but, but, but I, no, I mean I, I and don't get me wrong, I like that guy a lot, and I loved him coming out, and I, I that was that was the John Ross year. I didn't want to take a receiver round one because I thought we could get, get a starter with him later on. <laughs> I love I love the Ross pick. I was all over it. I was, yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I, what I went down, I got behind. I, mean, I, I like the speed, but but yeah, like that was my my initial thought process with it. No, I was no, I was praying. I wanted me and my boy Allen that year. I think I was the guy. Me and my boy James, me and my I was I was writing for like Locked On or whatever, and me and James. I mean, this is when James Rapine was with Locked On. We would text every day and be like, man, what if we get John Ross? And that happened. We were like, this is a new day. Because, you know, at the same time, like, whoa, that's when I feel like Katie and and the gang started making a lot more decisions and stuff. And Duke Over started to get away from Mike Brown a little bit. And and Marvin didn't like that. That wasn't his guy. You could tell early on, like, inside, like, they just – 
he just absolutely hated Ross and it was like we were sticking it to him, but Marvin Lewis stuck it to us because he just ruined him. So, so I think what see, looks like people want Mims to play right tackle and be the punter too, or something. I'm a little confused about <laughs> what's going on in the chat right now. Sorry, I was making I was making faces while you were talking because I was like, "What is this? I, I missed something here." But I, I I don't know those those to me are the guys that like if they're excited about one of those guys, I I, I get it. I I'm not a big I wasn't a big fan of trading down at this pick, and I've. I've been seeing this forever because I thought somebody I was excited about might fall, and I think there's a few guys I'm excited about. So eh, if you trade down a couple, I'm okay with it. But I, I kind of rather just take the dude. I don't think you're going to pick up that much from from trading down a couple slots. Um, so so you're, so you're down, but you're down just to be clear to the people: Josh Jones, Bond, and Mims. Those are your three. Those are the three that I get, and honestly, I don't. I think Josh Jones is potential. I don't love him as much as a lot of people do. I mean, on and Mims, I would be jacked up about. Um, Appenessa, I feel pretty good about, too. I'll, I'll, I'll throw an Appenessa with that, too. I, I, I like him. But, I mean, you make some good points. Like, it, I, it's so hard to predict the board because, you know, we could sit here and we could we could take Bond or we could trade back. And then, like you were saying, like, maybe the next three receivers off the four receivers off the border, Edwards and T Higgins and Chenault. And, you know, like, like who knows how, how this is going to break down? Like, like my board is totally different than the average Bengals fan, I think. And I think I talked a lot of people into people like I, I'm a big Willie Gay fan. So like mm-hmm. some of these guys go off the board, like I'm mad at the Patrick Queen thing just because he goes into division. I will be even more upset to see what I think I told you this the other day or we were talking about something. But I, I would be even more upset to see Willie Gay go to someone like the Steelers or something like that. Like, the guys that I fall in love with or whatever, they're all there. And that's yeah. why I just don't have an attachment to 33. Like, my world is not shattered if Mims is gone. I, I'm going to still come back and get Brian Edwards. I'm going to still go back and, like, and, feel and like – you mentioned we, linebacker, I mean, so, so you're big on Gay. Do you think – I mean, where do you think is appropriate to take Gay? Coverage, coverage, coverage. I would, I would take Gay if I could back up to the middle of the second. Okay. And then, so, so then I. Taken. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. He, I don't I think, mean, I don't think he'll make I, it to the third. I, I think see, he's the next linebacker off the board. I don't see a lot of difference with with Gay and with Davis Gaither. I mean, they're different. Don't get me wrong, but like, like just the I'll ability, Logan Wilson, like. Like there's a handful of linebackers that I feel like, like they're in the same cluster for me, you know. And, and I get if you want a certain thing, maybe you're, you know, Gates, you know, probably a little bit better in coverage than, than some of those guys. Logan Wilson's probably the better tackler. Davis Gates is probably a little bit more athletic. Um, yep. So if you're looking yep. for a specific trait, you're looking for a specific person. But I don't, Coverage. I don't know. And, yeah, dog. He punched. He punched the quarterback. That's what I'm looking for. One of those guys. <laughs> like, like, no, that whole story was never out but you know how that goes like like something happens and all of a sudden the stories he punched the quarterback and it you know like it probably wasn't something good but it, it you know it could be something like you know he got pushed into him or you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm not saying he's innocent don't, don't get me wrong but i'm saying maybe he wasn't actually trying to punch the dude you know i mean there's probably a little bit more going on or or you know you know what it goes like something's starting to go on and then somebody steps in front and makes something you know i don't know man like Crazy stuff happens to, when to, people to start me, up. 
one thing because I don't have the ability like you to deep dive in film, I fall in love with a lot of personalities and in, in, in different mannerisms and how I feel about who are alphas and who are just people that are have to absolutely like one of the things that that drew me to Joe Burrow. I mean, this is November. We were going to London last year and I was screaming, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. It's just because he, the like the stuff he was doing on the sidelines, the way he was talking, the way he would finish out plays, the way he would interview, everything about him just drew me into it. And at the time, I think this is right before Tua gets hurt. I'm just like, that's not a guy that I think could, that could succeed here in Cincy just because I feel like there's so many things that could have to go right. And mm-hmm. I feel like with Joe Burrow, it, it's so, so that's what Willie Gay brings to me is like, even if I don't have the greatest coaching there, just his attitude and just the dog in him that kind of gives me like Pac-Man type vibes. And yeah. some people like, uh, it, people that ever follow me on the gram and stuff like Pac-Man and me were always like cool. I've always posted, we were always like, you know, like there's certain players that will gravitate to me a little bit more mm-hmm. because we kind of have this same like aggression. If mm-hmm. you've ever seen me watch a game, it's really, really intense. You know, like I'm ready to punch. I'm ready to I'm ready to punch. I might run out the room. I might run out to the street. And and some people don't like that stuff. People some people absolutely like just shut up and let's watch the game. And those are in, in, we have these arguments where, you know, like, well, it's a team game and it's one in church. I'm like, yeah, I need all those guys too. But I need You're a big dogs. Dre fan too, are you? Huh? Are you a big Dre fan? Kirkpatrick? Not a big I'm I'm not a big Dre fan, but I'm I'm a Dre enthusiast because okay. I just because yeah, yeah. no, Dre kind of plays the same way Pac-Man did. And those guys were like those guys were really cool with each other when when he was here too. Like, but I'm with you, especially like I at quarterback and on and on defense, you really need those guys. I'm I'm, I'm You a, gotta I'm, have some. You gotta have some. When we when we go Monday night now, because you guys, you guys in this chat right now, you do realize that our games are now changing. We're about to be prime time. Right, we're gonna be some. We're gonna get. We're gonna get. Hey, we're gonna watch some, people are. Gonna, we're gonna get moves some slots, and you can't just have just guys that are systematic people that are just working within the system. You gotta have some guys that can go a little off script and make some plays that some guys are just not able to make. Mm-hmm. Willie Gage to me just embodies that because I can take all the measurables in the world and I could give you an Ezra Cleveland, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's gonna have that dog in him. You know, when it comes out there, like the quickness uh, that, that Cedric O'Boy, he showed the Bengals, I guess, with his footwork or whatever, like early on, like whatever quickness or whatever they, they fell in love with just doesn't translate because he turned out to be a, a pussy, you know, and and I don't need pussies anymore. I need oh. I need dogs. That's cool. I like the white jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, no, with gay, like the thing about. Uh, the thing about him is it's, it's similar to Mims. I don't feel like he plays as fast as he ran. Like, I did, like I don't think he's a sideline to sideline guy. I think he's pretty good in coverage. I don't know how fast he really is. We are dealing with a little bit of limited tape on him, too, because of, of the suspensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, but, but, but I'm with you. I don't know. I'll, I, I feel like you, he's, I'll take a King Davis Gaither, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll take him too. And that's the thing with my linebacker. I think we can wait because I think there's probably going to be somebody there. I've, I've got, I, like, I never have sources, but I've got some info that Logan Wilson's expecting to go late round two or, or round three. So you know, nobody's really talking to him about. Guy. 
know, getting getting pressed up that high. Maybe Logan Wilson's a guy in there. I mean, if we come out and run through with any, either of those, uh, any of those three, I'm feeling pretty good. Now, you've mentioned uh, earlier, and some people are mentioning in the chat too, so I want to get to this uh, safety. There hasn't been a single safety take it. Um, you know, McKinney can do a lot of things. Delpit was huge Delpit. early on. Tackles. Uh, Antoine Winfield can do a lot of oh things. Just a little short. Um, well, yeah. What do I mean? Any, any of those guys excite you at this spot or? Delpit too much is is too much of a. Somebody posed this to me earlier too. They said, "Well, what's the wrong with having two dates?" Because I, I compared them like I'm saying the same free, the same free free safety that you're getting from a Jesse Bates where you're going in and he's in super rangy and he's able to make these plays. I still need somebody to step up in the box. And I guess that's what Von Bell represents. But if I'm drafting at this high, like I'm I'm trying to have the contrast of like working hand to hand with Jesse Bates. And to me, Delpit has too much of the same skills in my opinion. But someone like uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., I mean, super elite in my mind. Like that's he's, that's he's a dog too. Like super, super, super scrappy, super dog. It's so like, weird for a second generation kid, though, too, because you know, like you know, like you know, you know, he came from money because his dad played in the NFL. But like you right. don't expect those guys to be as tough as him. But he is a tough dude. Like yeah, yeah. He, like I, I mean, like people I talk about him as really good field safety. I love him in the box. I think he's, I think he's a prick, man. I think he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm. You don't have to sell me on like I, I've I've probably done four mocks and two of them that was the pick you know like that you know but 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 keep in mind when I made that pick a lot of these guys that we're talking about were off the board and that's what's crazy but if I'm in that I mean I, I'm happy with all three of those guys I just out of those three Delphit I feel like it's too much of the same player as Jesse Bates and. I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that I think he's a deep field guy, you know. Yeah. And it, it'd be good to like, but but Von see, but Bell. see, you did get Von Bell though. We can use Sean Williams a little bit more for his versatility, play him a little bit more back. Um I, I think people don't realize how much we played three safeties last year. Um and I mean it was a lot. You know, Fedge and uh Fedge and Brandon Wilson were in there quite a bit. Um, you know, and generally they were the deep field guy. Uh, and, and Williams is down, so you know. I wonder if Williams will be playing back war with with Von Bell, uh, you know, as an option here. Man, but um, and then you know another comment in here need to need to protect QB with this pick. So I mean that gets us back around to Josh Jones, Ezra Cleveland, Lloyd Cushenberry. Um, I, I mean I I think I think Jones is a good pick here. I can't argue with that pick. I didn't love his film the first time around. He got some pretty strong reviews at the Senior Bowl. I went back and I started to see some things I like. I, I see the potential. I don't think he was really. I don't think he's really there. Um, I think they feel better about Bobby Hart than we do. So he doesn't necessarily have to play right away either. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we. What, what do you? Uh, what do you think? Is is Jones the guy, or is there? An, any anybody else on the line you think is a is a good move here? I mean, it, it, I mean, you could you could tell me on Ezra Cleveland just off the pure measurables, but you know, I don't see him playing. I mean, do you see him? I guess I should be asking you this. I didn't do like this film. Playing, I didn't do you see him playing anything? But what about he Falls off of blocks. He's uh, uh, you know not not a great kick step. I mean, uh, and, and I don't think I don't think he's a dog either. And the old line's the other spot, like. Nah. 
Yeah, I got a little hunt, and man, he, he doesn't seem like that guy. But then you think about the like, like Colton Miller. Guys in the internet like me did not like Colton Miller. He's he's pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and like Ezra Cleveland, he was just a ridiculous, measurable guy. Uh, and I don't know. I I debate that in my head how much like. I feel like if you're if you're an offensive lineman and you're really athletic or you're really huge, you just have a really really high floor. Like you know, maybe he won't be great, but like, could he could he come in and just be a solid right tackle for a lot of years? Yeah, probably, you know, <laughs> like for, from recent evidence and or, or Orlando Brown. I mean, he's helped a little bit by the system in Baltimore, but Orlando mm-hmm. Brown was huge and had. You know, obviously not good, not good measurables of the combine. Uh, so there's, I mean, I don't know. That, that, that's kind of how I, how I kind of look at it with those guys. Man, it wouldn't be a hard. Set, like, like, Bill Scott mentioned have, but uh, I'm sorry, Bill Stott. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, Higgins could be, could you know, he he could be that guy too, and and he just win like. Yeah, for me, I, you, you, you know what's so crazy. His vertical was like, short. Like his, his vertical was only like thirty. Like it wasn't. It wasn't out of the gym like you'd expect for a guy that wins like that because he doesn't really win with speed. So the that's what I was saying. Like yeah. like like his biggest his biggest thing to me is the ability to high point the football, right? And so I gotta auditate, and then potentially I might have a healthy AJ Green. To me, I just don't even see what does he do to yeah. change the dynamic of the offense, and so that's why it's hard to sell me on Higgins. But you can yeah, sell I mean, more speed. Yeah, I feel better about Mims than I feel better about Pittman. Um, and yeah, I think the you NFL can sell me, you can sell me on Pittman. Ed, you can sell me on Pittman, Edwards, and Mims right now. Like, and I yeah. wouldn't even, I wouldn't be mad at like. I think Edwards might be a little bit earlier than what people think, but just because yeah. of his age alone, his age alone kind of pushes him up a little bit further. But like, you made a really good point about the Ezra Cleveland thing because. That's exactly what I was thinking. In the Colton Miller, like comparable, like that's exactly how I feel about him. Like last year, it doesn't do anything to like, you know, to make me feel any better than what I did about. You know, I guess the question is: Is there any possibility he could be moved to guard? Uh, for wait, who are we talking about? Ezra. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I, I was on the Colton Miller. You said Colton Miller, and it got me all all, all turned off. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know because again, I don't think he's. I don't think he's a fighter, and like you want that even more at guard than tackle. Like you want a people mover. You want to, you know, like. And I mean, it's good because he's athletic and he can pull around. But man, you want to. You want a grinder in there, and I, I don't. I don't know. I. I. He's the one I, I struggle with the most. A lot of these guys, like Austin Jackson, Isaiah Wilson, you know, these were huge dudes that went in the first round, and I can see it even though it's not necessarily the potential is not necessarily on their tape. Um, but Ezra, I have, I have trouble with, and and he's a guy nobody was talking about him before the combine. He flew up before the, after the combine Mims. Mm-hmm. Now I liked Mims a lot before the combine, but then I think people pushed him really high up and, and that's, and I don't think the NFL can put as much as we do. I could definitely see him going early around two. Um, but cause honestly I had like a late round two grade on him before I, I saw him run. Um, so maybe other people did too. Uh, and then, yeah, like Edwards is another one too. Like he's a, he's a tough read because of what he did and you know, like 
somewhat limited offense and like a lot of short passes. He was kept, like, there's a lot of weird things with him. Um, somebody asked, you know, what do we not like about Pittman? I like Pittman. I like Pittman a lot. And honestly, I, it would surprise me, but maybe it's because, you know, he's not getting a lot of buzz, but I could definitely get on board with Pittman. Even here, if they took him at 33, I'd be like, all right, that's your dude. I trust it. Uh, Cause I, I think he's really good. You, I think he's you, really good. I think the people, I think the people that will go against it are people that just probably go on fan speak. Like the average Bengal fan is probably done like one or two mocks themselves and just seen a bunch of mocks. So then when you're looking at, like we're looking at, looking at some of these guys that are still there, then you know, People are saying like, okay, yeah, I like Pittman, but when I was doing all my mocks, he was always there. So it, it like then you start getting fans feeling like they're reaching, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like it's a reach. You yeah, know, like but no, nah, no, nah, I'm with you. And I mean, we we, we were there. There was the the tweet a couple of days ago that like we don't know as much as we normally do, and the media's and the mock drafts from the media are off because of limited communication between the media and the NFL people. Um, I and, and like uh, I interviewed on my podcast uh, a few weeks ago, Greg Cosell. Greg Cosell loves Michael Pittman. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't come out and say this is one of my favorite guys, but like he like he gushed over Michael Pittman. So I mean, I, yeah, I think the NFL is higher on him than we think. I think the NFL is lower on Mims than we think, which is evident by the fact that he's still here. Because um, a lot of people thought there was no way he was going to be here. Um, so you know, you kind of kind of gauge those things a little bit. And at the end of the day, what matters is what do the Bengals think? You know, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. If, if, if one of these guys is a dude on your board, if they're at the top of your board, then then you go for it. And, you know, any of those receivers we talked about, or Bonner, Epinesa, um, Josh Jones. Yeah, I mean, I, I, any one of those guys. So when I mentioned Pert in the third, I love Pert in the third. I think I think Pert's a dude. I, uh, Robert Hunt, um, I yeah, I mean, I, I Robert maybe more like day three, but I, I like Robert Hunt quite a bit too. He's a people mover. Um, so I mean, there's yeah, there's some there's some guys here. Gross Matos. Uh, uh, now I can't read that. Gross Matos. Third. Ooh, I don't like Mookie. Hey, see, Power, see, but... Yeah, Mookie. See now, I, I can't hear right now. They're talking like fourth. Yeah, I, he, I, I, at, the, at the combine, then he had more bench presses than any other lineman too. So that's another thing. I think a lot of people that follow me, they're like, "Well, I mean, he's strong." And then they're thinking about uh, what's what's the O O line coach for us um, before Pollock? What's that? What's the O? What's the O line coach before Pollock? Before Frank the Tank Pollock? What was the What was the guy that was here for like fifteen years? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, Alexander. Man, I was, I, I forgot about Pollock. He was here for like two seconds. <laughs> I was like, Pollock. look, look, so, look, so, 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 uh, all the, yeah, Frank, the, Frank the Tank. That was my guy. Yes, you, you Turner. Know, no, no, Turner no, yeah, somebody just counted kind of Turner, but yeah, that, that's, that was, I was, I was gonna give, man, it's, it, it's late. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know what, you know what it is. I told, I told Ace this. I said, before I saw what you ever looked like, I just always envisioned you to look, just look like Frank the Tank Pollock. You thought, you thought I would? <laughs> yeah, because of the deep voice. I had never saw you. So I was like, man, I bet he looks like Frank Pollock. Because doesn't Frank Pollock look exactly like what he sounds? Have you ever seen Frank Tank? I can't picture him right now. I mean, I probably back For when real? he was here. But I can't I can't picture him. He looks like he's like Chuck Norris's father or something like that. He's like, 
you know, like he, he's got the deep voice. He's got the Matt Manic voice. And so, he looks so like Frank did. A much less intimidating in person. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I just thought you were like, Frank the Tank is a tank. Frank is a tank. Yeah, I got really you. <laughs> you know, like he's a big guy. He's huge. Oh, um, let's, let's shift gears here for a second. Let's talk about the rest of the AFC North. So uh, you mentioned Queen going to the Ravens. We're not we're not pleased about that. Heartbreaker. Uh, that and was then, the, to me. Isn't that the biggest thing that happened to you in the whole? Like, what did you learn from the? First, I don't want to take off of your question or whatever. Right? But what I learned? What did you learn? Like, like what is the biggest thing that just hit you? Like that you felt like ah, it, it's got to be Patrick Queen, right? It's not. You didn't really haven't graded that. High, like, that. like it's Jedrick Wills going to the Browns. Like, oh. Like that's exactly okay. the position they needed. That's a top guy at it, and he fell right okay. into their lap. Oof. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm a little concerned or, about. Or, I don't know we, what's going. On. Like it's a new staff in Cleveland. Maybe they won't be so ridiculous. Like maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll figure some things out. Um, so somebody and, said and then, Chuck Norris's father is Chuck Norris. What's that? <laughs> Somebody said Chuck Norris's father is Chuck Norris. <laughs> like that is it. Chuck Norris. Then. <laughs> Look, Chuck that, Norris cool. has like the greatest jokes of all time. But back to your question, AFC North. I feel like the AFC. I, I made this during the during the draft or whatever, and I said the one thing that that Joe Burrow cannot control, the one thing that the Bengals cannot control, is that they are now and probably the best division in football and mm-hmm. and that's something that's always gonna you know like you know like always gonna be sticking in our side like because defensive wise i think there's a reason why the Steelers don't have a pick and you're going to see that if they put up points this year oh shit. if they put up points this year i think you'll see exactly why yeah, uh, I, I have another. I have another page on the on Instagram too. It's like a Bengals versus Steelers page. So the story goes: I win this bet from the Steelers guy. I take all of his followers and um, take over, and I get his page. But me being the nice guy that I am, I say, "Hey, let's just collab on it. We'll talk trash back and forth." So we have this page on Instagram. It's called Zen versus Stu Junior because I think that's like some Steelers shit that they talk about for people that were six rings. Or, I don't know some crap. But anyway, they don't have a pick, right? And so the reason why they don't is, you know, because they went and got me or whatever, right? But their defense is legit. And if they put up points, they're a big problem, no matter however you want to however you want to say it. Like, if they come and put up points, that's a team that is going to be absolutely. Like, like, good for them. They figured it out. Minka was the piece. They went out and got him. They didn't panic and say, well, we got to find a quarterback as Ben's hurt. They realized they could compete and they can, you know, and, and then, you know, they're relying on Ben coming back. I don't know if that's a great plan, um, but here's the thing about the Steelers. So you look at the future of the AFC North, like you got Lamar Jackson, you got Baker, right? Who I think is pretty good. Let's give him, you know, let's give him another year, see if he bounces back. And, and you got Joe Burrow, uh, and then you get the Steelers. So on paper, it's like, woof. But, like, they know how to build a team there. Like, like they always build a team really well. And just because of the way they're built, 
it's they're going to be tough. You know, like 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 you said, they're going to be really tough. Even though even though you're looking at it and you're like, well, I mean, like the future. I mean, we've got potentially, and and again, I realize people are down on Baker, but potentially three of the most exciting young quarterbacks out there. Look at like, how about this? How about like this is insane to think of the you got you got these guys in the um, in the AFC North. You got the AFC East with Josh Allen, Sam Darnold. And now Tua, right? And who are the odd men out? The Patriots and the Steelers. How insane is that? <laughs> like, like how things have just been flipped on their it's heads. The, it's, the, it's, the, it's the birth. Like, like I posed this question earlier today. People say uh, uh, somebody uh, was a Saint fan or something in my life or something like that earlier or whatever. And he's talking about um, Drew Brees or something like that. And I'm like, go and look. What was what were the Saints before Drew Brees? Go look at what were the Packers before, um, you know, Favre. Like, what what are these franchises? What are the Patriots before Tom Brady or whatever? You'll find there are a lot of similarities with the Bengals if you want to talk about money, if you want to talk about cheap owner and all these different things like that. Like, there are a lot of similarities with these teams, especially the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. And I, hey, I, I, you I'll tell you what, like you mentioned that about the Saints. When I, like, when I was – when I was growing up, I mentioned in the podcast the other day that I was really into the draft. You know who was like always picking towards the top of the draft? The New Orleans Saints, the New York always. Jets, and um, and the Indianapolis Colts. Like, what happened with the Colts and the and the Saints? They got a quarterback. <laughs> if, if, if anybody is in here right now that is over the age of 29, 30 or something or whatever, which I'm sure it is, Super Tech Mobile should tell you everything about football. All right, so I know that's the weirdest thing ever, but you could go back and everybody wanted to be Bo Jackson. Everybody wanted to be certain franchise. I mean, certain teams on there. You never went and got the Saints. You never went and got the Patriots. Their, their uniforms were terrible. Everything about them. So that's why today I told everyone that was on my live, if you guys ever seen me on Instagram, it's Zim underscore who they. But if you go on there, I told people today is the birth of the borough babies because I feel like there's a whole generation – of, of young kids or kids that I call them kids if they're like 20, 19, 18. There's this whole generation that isn't going to know about the 90s at all. At mm-hmm. all. They're going to look at the success that Dalton had with five playoffs, you know, like back to back, back to back, and say, yeah, I mean, we didn't win a Super Bowl. You know, they'll never know that, you know, like what someone 35, 40 and up is thinking about the Bengals. Like, so. The birth of the ba- the Burrow babies today, today, 423 is like a holiday to me, like for the rest of my life. I'll, I'll never forget 423 because I'll say that's the, that's the day that everything changed to me because what Joe Burrow does, and I, I got a little bit off topic, I guess, but Joe, but I want to say this because I've never said this to your, your followers. Joe Burrow represents something bigger than what Chase Young could have ever represented for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow represented an institutional pressure that only few franchises ever get the luxury of having. Now, say he doesn't become what I – injuries could derail somebody. Anything could happen to his thing. But say he has success and say it's early success. Look at what happened with Baker Mayfield. They were forced to go, go let's go get him OBJ. Let's go get – like, when you get a quarterback that plays really well, some of the questions and some of the things that you guys want – like you want the you want the then and then to go across the screen every time we have a free agency and stuff like that, you'll get it because the four-year window of a quarterback combined with the institutional pressure that goes on uh, uh, ownership 
Do you know how stupid the Chiefs would look not to give uh, Pat Mahomes a, a blank check right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, think mm-hmm. about that. There's no scenario. There's nothing you could trade. There's nothing you could do. And say he's any bit of a Pat Mahomes. Say he's 60% of what Pat Mahomes is. You have to coddle him and do everything. Like, look at what Matt Stafford has done for the Lions. Like, they tried to do different things. They didn't do enough. But say he had won and took him to, like, an NFC championship, they would be treating him just like they Aaron Rodgers and all these other. Once you get a quarterback that gives you that success, it puts so much pressure on the franchise, whether you want to spend money or not, you got to go do it because the thought of losing that guy is something that your franchise, I mean, your fan base will crucify you for. So a lot of these answers, a lot of these different things, we could talk about all these prospects and everything, but Joe Burrow has success. It kind of makes me feel like Josh Jones, but uh, if Joe Burrow has success, then it just changes a lot of different things on, on the months to come just immediately. I think I think by week three, anybody that still was screaming Chase Young, I think by week three, I think it'll be very clear what's happening. Like it's, it, it, I don't know if that's wins, but it'll be very exciting to watch. And I'd rather go down swinging, throwing up big points than some guy throwing away on fourth and three. And I know there's a bunch of Dalton fans in here. I know you're in here. But the, a lot of games that we had to endure, the Thursday night, the Thursday night Cleveland Browns game, whatever. The games that he just threw the four or five picks. Uh, what was what game was that this past year? All these games that I, I've tried to erase from my memory because I had them all written down and I talked so much trash and I made all these videos about him throwing it away on fourth down. You'll never have to go through that ever again. You'll never have to endure that ever again with Joe Burrow. And it's like this is a new thing and everybody's got to get on board with it. And the energy that's going to be when we finally can go to a football game, you're going to see the value of a quarterback as it relates to this whole thing. And the AFC North is so loaded with it right now. It just brings this different energy that you just can't describe. Before, do you know I was at the first game that Lamar Jackson um, uh, started? I, I, uh, I had a contest. A guy, he drove 20-something hours from Colorado. I had a contest. He won a ticket. We sat in the front row. Everybody in this in the in the place was ready. They were like, put in Robert Griffin. We don't want Lamar. Ravens fans, right? This is <laughs> this is this is hardball on a hot seat. This is they're about to blow it up. They're about to mm-hmm. blow the whole thing up. It's just like that. Look at the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Now nah, I hear you. You got you got a lot of fans, uh, you got a lot of fans coming in here too. So just a reminder, so uh, we are we are both. Uh, if you're not regular downloaders, we're both on the regular Cincy Jungle podcast. My stuff, uh, uh, my video work, all the video breakdowns I do appear on the Orange and Black Insider YouTube page. Zim, tell them about your YouTube page. My YouTube page, I do a page with my guy. His name is Ace Boogie. I know you guys have probably seen him. He he owns the internet too. His name is New Stripe City on YouTube. So I I do everything off him. I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. I do a live stream every Sunday for anybody that's looking for the Bengals page. We have like three, four hundred people in there every week. Um, I do interactions with a lot of different players, like people you mentioned Dre earlier. It's not that I'm the biggest Dre fan. That's just a guy that I consider a friend. So there are a lot of different things that you can catch me doing, but you can generally find it on Instagram. Zim underscore hooting. And once you see that, then you'll see like this other page. I'm saying I got a Steelers page. I mean, not a Steelers page, a Bengals versus Steelers page that we we uh, get to talk trash on all day. It's kind of like my burn account, but it's funny. 
Um, but we, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm just at Zim Hude. If you're looking for my podcast, it's on the Cincy Jungle Syndicate um, with Matt. You, you just go to the Cincy Jungles page. You'll see. I'm in the rotation with all of them. Check it out if you get some time. Yeah, if you came in a little bit late, uh, this will be up tomorrow as well uh, on our on the uh, the YouTube page for Orange and Black Insider and also the podcast download. So if you missed anything at the beginning and you want to go back, uh, you can you can definitely do that. Thanks for staying up with us, but we'll make it available to some people that uh, that, that didn't. So uh, all right, so we are we're, we're starting to drop a little bit. People are getting a little tired, so I think we'll wrap it up here. But uh, Zim, so real quick, you're you're the GM. You're you know, Duke, Duke Tobin calls you up. He's like, what do I do, Zim? What do I do? All right, what's uh, what are you doing tomorrow? What? No, it's not about what I'm doing tomorrow. It's about what I'm doing tonight. I'm getting <laughs> on the phone. I'm getting on the phone. I was While we were talking, but I didn't want to mess up the thing. I was looking. I wanted to see who has multiple second picks. I want to see where the position at. By the time I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm going to be contacting all those people. And I'm trying to get out of there. It's like, I mean, I – None of those guys just just I have to have because I literally me and you just literally named 20 prospects. I'm trading yeah. out. I want to move back, but I don't want to move back any further than nine to ten picks is the threshold. If I can get there and acquire an extra late third, middle third, or something like that, then then I feel like I won. You drop about 10, you're in like the third round uh you know, compensatory type of range, like based on the trade value chart, which most mm-hmm. trades come out about equi- equitable on the trade value chart um yeah. like teams because because the team, 33rd pick is worth like 800 points the the third the 33rd pick is worth like 800 points the next the 34th pick is worth what like 650 or something like that so it's it's tremendous value well, versus I mean, the other yeah, second round picks yeah. dropping, i mean dropping down 10 you're picking up like a late third rounder um I, I, there's like one but scenario that's, that's where really gay. two picks and it was to be equitable. It's like the Seahawks have two towards the end of the second round. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be dropping pretty far though. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, and it's always, is somebody really excited about Jalen Hurts? And does somebody think somebody else is really excited about Jalen Hurts? I guess is more important. I, I think, I think Issa is the guy to look for just for the arm strength. I think okay. it's Issa before, before, before the, before all of this stuff even started, like you can fall in love with Hurts' his heart, but you're not going to fall in love with anything that he does on the field to me. Like, as far as like his measurables, like yeah. to me, you're just, you're going purely off like heart. I don't, I just don't see him as a starting NFL quarterback. I don't I mean, see him at all. Like, like, if you think you're going to be the next Baltimore Ravens, he, I mean, he's Tyrod not, Taylor, I, I, he'll never be more than Tyrod Taylor to me. To me. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, to me, that's who I got him from. I don't know if I'd, I'd put you, Tyler Taylor, Taylor on him, but. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What did you say about Lamar Jackson? I said he's not going to be Lamar Jackson, but I don't know if I'd put, the, put Tyrod Taylor, you know, uh, as above his ceiling. As above Hurts' ceiling. Like, I feel like Tyrod Taylor is his ceiling. Okay. All right. All right. That's, that, okay. I mean, that's that, <laughs> That's me. Now, now, but this is what happens. You get into conversations with these guys that watch a lot of college football, more college football than me or whatever. They're going to be like, no, he's a winner. And but what happened when he saw Joe Burrow? He got his ass kicked. But that's another story. But, <laughs> but, 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 but what I'm saying is I think Eason is the guy that I think teams, you're going to see somebody move up for Eason, not, not Hurts, because they're going to fall in love with, like you said earlier, guys that just can throw the ball really, really far. Yeah, and, no, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, they and that yeah. and, and that and that would be 
apart and Chuck the Rock. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, um, I was saying he looks apart. And so that's my thing. I'm trying to get a two for one some type of way. Most of the guys that we I like or whatever and you like too, a lot of those guys are third-round targets anyway. I've just picked up another third. I moved Dalton. I moved Dalton for a fourth as well. I don't know. I'm pretty jacked up if I come away with Mims or Bond, I think. I I don't know. I kind of don't want to move. I'm jacked too. <laughs> Did I put those guys a little high on a pedestal? And I mean, you know, if you go down a little bit and and you get and you end up falling to Epinesa or or Pittman or or, or Jones too, I'm 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 with it. But um, I don't know. I I, I kind of want to I want to sit. I think I want to sit and take Mims to be honest with you. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to think on it. I'm gonna sleep on it. I'll be writing an article very shortly, by the way, uh, uh, about the top picks available. So I'll be I'll be stewing this over for the next couple uh, of hours, and and that'll come out tomorrow. We are not going to do uh, a, a post round three uh, video tomorrow, and and really the reason being because, like, you know, round four starts at noon, so there's <laughs> like very little time for people to people to sleep and get and actually listen to it and come back and stuff. So, uh, but there will be an article on Saturday morning too, uh, you know, addressing that and, and who's available for day three. Uh, so stick around, check that stuff out. All of our stuff's on Sanctuary Jungle. Uh, you know, Zim's gonna be gonna be writing writing on there and posting about his videos uh, as, as well shortly. Um, you know, and definitely uh, set up the the, po- the uh, podcast for the automatic download. I'll have all types of videos coming up, including film room articles uh, with all of our draft picks. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do some video breakdowns of, of those guys as well. So, um, yeah, I got to I gotta take a pick. I got to take the pick. I'm, I'm, I'm doing over it, but to me, it's, it's right now it's Mims just barely uh, edging out Bond. And, and, again, I get on board with Jones. I get on board with Pittman. Epines I would totally get. Um, he's just not quite, he's not quite as exciting to me, but, but you know, we all, we all like he's guys. Not, he's, not, he's, he's not exciting <laughs> at all to me. He's not exciting at all to me. And that's the part, like he wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't feel Drew Sample-ish, but I would feel like, 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 listen, if we lose this upcoming year and we're scoring points, like, I don't think, I don't think Bengals fans remember what it's like to just Throw a big like I have this saying well, that, that I always tell. Points, but not winning the games. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, even even if you look at it, two thousand five, you know, like like you're looking at premier wide receivers loaded, Chris Henry, like you're scoring twenty eight a game, like guaranteed. And I just think Bengals fans, like, yes, we we're 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 gonna have defense, and we went heavy heavy in free agency and defense. But one thing that I think that people miss out on is like Kansas City. Did not just win that Super Bowl off the defense, and there was a lot of holes in that defense, and there's a lot of different things that get masked by scoring a lot of points. I have a saying: it's called your offense is your defense, and if I can get on the field and I can put up some points, I like my chances. And even if I lose, I promise you, y'all gonna have so much more fun cheering for this team this upcoming year. And Denzel Mims will be, and Denzel Mims will be a guy that can make it very, very exciting. Epinenza and all these other guys like that that just don't really move the needle for me. I just think they're going to be in these these these. It's, it's going to end up like Willis and like I, I have flashbacks of like these guys that had a good amount of promise and I felt really good about them, but they just never ever moved the needle and they never really had the spunk that we need to light this city on fire. Yeah, I got you. Um, and, and that's the thing too. They they, they invested very heavily. In free agency on defense, so 
you kind of expect them to maybe go the other way in the draft and, and do a little bit more on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, uh, you know, they Suofilo and, and Michael Thomas is probably competing for, you know, like the fifth receiver spot, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I'm with you on that. So, all right, well, uh, let's see. We'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here, though. But, uh, yeah, make sure you're coming back after the picks are made. Um, tomorrow we'll have uh, uh, Anthony and John. We'll be, we'll be popping on, doing a little live session. Uh, like I said, we're not going to do this tomorrow night, but definitely check out my, my article tomorrow morning uh, on uh, best players available. And then uh, also on Saturday morning, we'll do, we'll do one for best players available on day three get you ready for that uh and then in the ensuing weeks be lots of video stuff so you want to see it for yourself um you know we'll, we'll break down the picks and uh and, and you can see what, what you get to be excited about so um good day good day who day <laughs> good day who day all right thanks 423. we're about to down to like a third of who was here originally uh so thanks uh, for those of you who stayed up with us and and uh you know, yeah, when it got past midnight, I was like, man, who's going to stick around for this? So really appreciate man, you. Great time to be Bengals fan. Thanks for sticking around. Thank you very much for having me, man. Who day? Who day? More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.